1: Good morning Video Games, welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasilo, and joining me as always...
2: Good afternoon Video Games, it's Ben Vanell here, thanks Tommy. And
0: joining us as always, rounding out the three of us... Good night sweetheart, it's Adam Knox here. (laughs) Um, We're technically... Out of lockdown! Hooray! <laughs> yes. So now yes. we don't have to do podcasts, uh, not in real life anymore. Hooray! Hooray! Hooray. We do. Yep. We're still we're still on the internet, baby. Yep. Yeah.
1: Not all yep. out at the crib, so we still got to be using the internet to record. Last time we came out of lockdown. Uh, the gyms weren't allowed to reopen for a couple of weeks and I saw a lot of gym owners that I follow on Instagram getting very radicalised by these rules and going, this is bullshit, the government doesn't respect the gyms. So I think this time it's podcasters' turns. If you just started <laughs> seeing all the podcasters <laughs> of Melbourne up in arms over these draconian measures.
0: I mean, some of them. <laughs> yeah. Some of yeah, them true. Are. <laughs> true. Yeah, true. True. Dan yeah. Andrews
1: doesn't care about content. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, did you know that uh, in England a gym is called a Tim? That's a joke about the office.
1: <laughs> oh, nice. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Gareth. Ben, would you have picked that out without, without the postscript?
2: Yeah, I was going to make the same joke, but I couldn't figure uh. out how to phrase it. I was thinking about the Pams are also really annoyed by that or something, you know, something, something
1: office-related. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right.
0: I yeah. go to the gym at dawn or I go to the Tim at Pam.
1: Yes, <laughs> Yes.
0: Uh, hey, boy of won't be the happy. British, or Ron.
1: <laughs> <laughs> speaking of speaking British. of the British, uh, a news story from this week that uh, Final Fantasy XVI, they have uh, they've done they've done things a, a bit of a different way around. They've uh, they've recorded all the uh, English language uh, audio for the sh- uh, for the game before they've uh, done the Japanese stuff.
0: Yeah, which is it's pretty unusual because it's a it's a japanese game and i tell you what final fantasy 16 and 14 kind of being talked about in the news and stuff at the moment fuck it's confusing <laughs> <laughs> they've really gotten high enough that these numbers are crazy looking
1: Yep. <laughs> yes Yep.
0: um but 16 is the next one the, the the single player one that it'll that'll be coming out in you'd assume ages from now because they just finished doing the English performance capture and mm. voice recording with, and then are going to do the Japanese and other languages later on. So the English one is the base, which is uh, surprising. Yeah, does that mean, I
2: mean, fuck, this might sound like a stupid question, but does that, does that mean the narrative is written by an English-speaking person? You know, like what does that mean? I don't know. So, if it's written in Japanese by a Japanese person, as I would have assumed it was, right? Like, I yeah. don't know if that's dumb yeah, as well. Yeah, and but
1: it's translated. Yeah. It's
2: usually localization is a separate process. Like, it's a different team mm. altogether. So, Yeah. A lot, of the,
0: the, a lot of games these days do work on that stuff in parallel now. Japanese mm. games will, will work on the English and the Japanese scripts and everything right. sort of together. They get still a translation team or whatever to come in, but they're doing it as the game is being made. As the made. game's being
1: made. They're getting, like, early access to the scripts and whatnot because, yeah, in a game like... Uh, Persona or any of those like big JRPGs, there's so much text and yeah. it still does happen where, I think because Persona, well, Persona did take a long time took to a- get localised. Yeah. yeah,
0: Persona Strikers as well took like a year. But the Yak- yeah. Yakuza Games, they're uh, a parody now. Right. Yes, yeah. um, true. A bunch of bunch of others as well. Could, mm. Hey, get my brain to form a list to then run through. It's not going to happen. <laughs> so, But there's more. But uh, apparently, they used English actors for motion capture in Final Fantasy XII for Balthier, who was like, um, I think he was the the sort of like kind of um, how do you describe a person who's <laughs> like, no, yeah, yeah, I'm the I'm the roguish, I'm the roguish English, <laughs> aloof? Guy. a fop, yeah, like a f- aloof fop. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Not the words I'd have found, but thank you for helping me out. Love Will Anderson's podcast, Aloof Fop. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Will. Uh, So, yeah, it it has been done before, I guess, but uh, this, yeah, it's cool.
1: I mean, it's very like the this from what we've seen in the trailer, and also from a lot of the other Final Fantasy games. They are very like it's very like um kind of english mythology kind of stuff isn't it right it's Many, like ancient it's medieval sort of yeah, yeah. I, I so it's
0: is... from ones have different things but yes it seems like this one is going back to that that type of final fantasy where it's drawing from you know japanese interpretations of western mythology
1: mm. yeah which yeah. is
0: cool always to me also it, it it is a bit like i mean from As someone who's going to play it in English and only knows English, and that's the only language I'll ever learn, (laughs) and if they come over here, you actually know Knox. You know American English and British
2: English, so that's two languages. Yeah, Uh, yes,
0: and ahoy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, I forgot it was speak like a pirate day. (laughs) (laughs) The but it it might like I don't know if this will have like um. It won't have that thing like uh, uh, Ghost of Tsushima had where it felt mm. weird playing it, like where the, the, the English lip syncing didn't match up with the Japanese uh, voice acting that made that game a little better. I don't think this one suffers from not having Japanese No, voice not acting. at all. I mean, the that Japanese is
1: audience is like a huge base of the people playing this, so that stuff will all be, yeah, I, I would imagine synced. But it is, it is interesting when you see the little... Um, Like, so not to... We'll we'll talk a bit more about this game later on, but The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles Mm. is it's... There's... The first bit of that is a uh, case where you are talking about a visiting uh, British professor who's been murdered, and it's all about how uh, Japan and Britain have just struck this, you know, big trade deal and all this kind of stuff. And it's funny. Anytime you see... Japanese people speaking in these games and it's translated into English, but it's, you know, it's meant to be they're speaking Japanese. And there's a bit where uh, one of the characters says, and this is written out, he's like, oh, yes, you know, England's great. We should all be uh, here in Japan. We should be paying more attention (laughs) to the English language. It's very important to us too." and then this is phonetically written out, speaku English. And just reading this, you look at it and you go... Uh, this looks weird, but I guess in the Japanese that would have been written out like phonetically to be like, he's yeah. talking Japanese and then at the end he's he's saying, he's the thing is meant to be, he's doing a sort of a botched job of like right. you know, sucking up and speaking the language in front of this British person who's in the court with them. But it's like, just reading that out, it was like, God, this loses a lot in the translation. <laughs> Not only does yeah. it lose a lot, it actually looks quite problematic Yeah, written out on the screen. There's always a,
0: like an argument between, I forget what the two different types are called, but where you're doing like a literal translation of Japanese to English or yeah. doing the thing of like localizing it. I guess it's translation versus localization.
2: Yeah, or transliteration, I think. Is that the word? I've heard could that be. word
0: before. It could be that. Yeah. Maybe. Whatever but it I is.
2: Mean, having spent time in Japan, like they do sound out and speak some English words that way. Sometimes there aren't. Japanese versions of English language words, yeah. So and it is, it is, you know, Japan-assized sometimes. Well, it's like not in an offensive way, (laughs)
0: like that. But yeah, we do that with heaps of words. English is like half other words where we've gone like, yeah, we'll have rendezvous. Fuck off. (laughs) Exactly. Lot of lot of fucking French.
2: Um, lot of Latin. Obviously, it's German roots. It's all. It's all. It's all everything.
0: But anyway, so Final Fantasy sixteen is... So apparently, generally with projects like this, when all the voice acting and the motion capture is done, you're looking at yourself being within the the year of release. Okay. So yeah. uh, the fact that that is not all done yet does mean that... Because that's, I think, like Q1 2022 type of thing. It yeah, done, yeah. I would imagine. I'm they, have to they dated another... that at all?
1: They haven't said anything about Roughly when that's meant to come out, have they?
0: Just, yeah, like first quarter of 2022, I think, is like their, you know, from some earnings call, here's mm. Roughly. I, I don't think right. they've committed themselves to a proper uh, release window yet, though. And you'd imagine it'd be probably late next year. Right. Would be my guess. Yeah, know, earliest, that like mid,
2: earliest, like July, June, July or something. Let's if guess. goes perfectly.
0: Okay. Okay. Um I reckon the ninth of September twenty twenty two. I reckon August second. Yep. Yeah. May twenty
1: three.
0: Now what rules are okay. we doing here? Is this prices right me rules? Twenty
1: twenty one.
0: <laughs> Holy shit!
2: <laughs> oh, okay. Are you sure, Tommy? Like, let's just be sure you want to lock that in.
1: <laughs> no, it'll just—you'll turn up on the e-store tomorrow, and it'll just be on there, and you'll be like, "What? I missed Fuck. this announcement." Oh. Came out May twenty-three. 23- what?
0: We probably should have played that for the podcast. That's
2: <laughs> so. Um, there's been a lot of Final Fantasies, Nox but there has not been as many Final Fantasies as there have been Olympics games, and we three little cunnies. Took a trip together, didn't we? We sure did. Yeah. How many Olympics have there been? I think this the first one was like eighteen ninety eight. The first official like modern the day modern day one. ones. Yeah. Okay. I think.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you're talking spin-offs as well, there might actually be more Final <laughs> Fantasy games.
1: Yeah. Yeah, true. Games. true. I'm gonna true, look true. this up.
0: Give me give us a minute here to just Okay.
2: Get well, while you tap this. away, um, yeah, we, uh, we've done another YouTube video. Fucking hell. Surprise, surprise. The boys are at it again. They like making videos and we made one where Knox was the pilot. Tommy and I were the little, um, babies strapped in in our booster seats mm-hmm. and we took a little trip from Melbourne to Tokyo and, um, it was really, really fun. We, obviously this was on Microsoft Flight Simulator. I feel like I didn't mention that yet. This was not in real life. Um, and we flew around Melbourne, went to, like, all our childhood homes and flew around, pointed out some landmarks. And then, yeah, we uh, we zipped up to Tokyo. to Tokyo.
1: It was yeah, really, I really fun. The, I went into the cockpit and uh, mm-hmm. Adam asked me if I've ever seen a grown man naked. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: It was pretty funny, though. <laughs> the way I said it was, like, classically funny.
1: <laughs> um. uh, yeah, you can check that out now on our YouTube channel along with, mm. um, yeah, we've been doing videos. We've been doing, like, two videos a week. You get there's a yeah. bunch that we do for early access on Patreon and then they show up on the, uh, on the, on the uh, public feed uh, a week after that. But, uh, yeah, we also just do a little kind of, we try and do, like, a sort of topical-themed yeah. sort of uh, video every week.
0: Man, Final Fantasy has the Olympic Games fucking crushed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Whoa.
0: So, okay, are we talking are we talking just the summer Olympics or total if we're going to count spin-offs, we should count winter Olympics too. I guess so just double if, it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so we got 28 summer Olympic games and 23 mm. winter Olympic games. Oh, okay. So what's that? Okay. Uh, 51 games. Right? Okay. Is that what we're talking? No, it's got to be more than that. No, it is that. No, no. 51. Yeah. Yeah. That, I've done the maths right now.
1: But are you going to count the X Games and the Commonwealth Games? And, uh, oh,
2: and
0: the Paralympics. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: Paralympics. You gotta Paralympics, gotta happen the Paralympics
0: happen in parallel to the regular Olympics, though, the Summer Olympics.
1: I know, but, uh, yes, I, that's I, true. I guess,
0: okay, well, nah, that's going to be Yeah, the Paralympics are
1: kind of an event, they're, they're sort of, yeah, they are under the umbrella of the main Olympics. Essentially, aren't I they?
0: wouldn't count them in the same way. I wouldn't count the re-releases or the remakes of Final Fantasy or, games. Yeah, or
1: DLC. The Paralympics are kind of like okay. Olympics DLC,
0: right? Because Final Fantasy VII on the PC is the Paralympics to Final Fantasy VII on the PS One, right? It's the yes. same thing. Yep. Okay. Yep. Just different call. different categories.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's fair. Which
0: rare. means that if we are excluding uh, re-releases. I believe the number of Final Fantasy games in total is somewhere around 103. <laughs> wow! So Final wow. Fantasy is is twice as good as the Olympics. I was going to say
2: mm-hmm. it's it's doubly valid. It's um it should be televised every four years. <laughs> I mean <laughs> that's kind of the yeah.
0: release schedule they're on at the moment. So that's yeah. pretty much yeah. And then well, like. I mean- Final Fantasy XV was the Tokyo Olympics of Final Fantasy where it just, like, it was meant to come out, but fuck me, it took a long time. And maybe it shouldn't have come out in the manner in which it did. Hmm. Really weird how half of the Olympics was released as a weird movie that you had to watch to get it. (laughs) And they cancelled the end of the Olympics that they announced were going to happen, but whatever. It could still happen. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) We combined the Olympics and Final Fantasy by flying to Tokyo, the home of Final Fantasy, I guess, and the Olympics. But, yeah, that's Um, up there. Last week we did the worst Zelda game of all time, question mark. It was one of the Philips CDI games. That was really fun. Mm Um, yeah, we've done a bunch of shit. Space Jam games from the '90s and today, and um, yeah, we've actually finished our our uh, recording of Operation Tango. That'll be going up over the next couple of weeks. The final two parts. Really fun co-op game, um, which I think we've already said, but yeah, can't emphasize enough. It was really, uh, really sick. Really fun, fun experience.
1: Yeah, if you're in lockdown, you go to Buddy in lockdown. Mm. Great thing to a uh, great thing to kill an evening with.
0: Yeah, YouTube.com um, is the website. And then you that's can type slash filthy casuals if you want to. You don't have to put the C in there. Apparently, anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. In term flight simulator, what's speaking about too? That's come out mm. on the Xbox Series X and S, and the Xbox yep. Series X version is the one I've played out of those two, and it's good. It it runs. Mm. It looks good. Mm. It, it's pretty crazy that they were able to cram it in there because it does require a demanding PC, or it is demanding. it requires. It is highly demanding of the PC that it requires... I don't know how to phrase that sentence. <laughs> I, I it, recorded uh, this in it, Japanese first and now I'm translating <laughs> it. and It's not coming
1: up.
2: It essentially uses um, like, a hu- like 90% of the capacity of your PC's power. Like it it will... The propeller... The, your graphics card fan will sound like an airplane propeller, basically. Yeah,
0: it doesn't even yeah. have the sound effect put in for the propellers of <laughs> <Yeah>. the <laughs> planes that have them. They just do... Like the old old, like old IBM PCs where all the bleeps and bloops would come out of the computer itself. Yes. yes. Yeah, it's kind of running it at like upper medium settings sort of thing. But the resolution is, I believe, at 4K around Mm. there. And uh, it, it looks great and it runs pretty well when you're not fucking with it by doing the slew mode and, and flying around faster than Go, you expect to play yeah, into space. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. you, you summed it up well, Adam,
1: when you went you went up into space and then it hitched up a little bit and you said, look, it's it slowed down a bit here, to, but to be fair, that's only because I'm making it render the entire world all at once <laughs> by being up in space. Yeah,
0: I'm impressed with it and it is free on Game Pass and it is yeah. just such a relaxing uh, game and especially... Uh, good to me as a, um, a world a Google Maps viewer kind
1: interactive of. Google Maps, yeah. yeah yeah
0: yeah it really looks nice as that um, speaking of game pass I, I saw this article before right okay mm-hmm. and I'm okay. not sure I've fully understood it <laughs> all right let's pass this out together let's uh, let's sound it out okay um, <laughs> Sony. Okay. That's the Let's first bit I have a problem with. What does that mean? Right, they uh, make
1: televisions. I think. Most yeah. Famously. Oh, I all well,
2: I
0: have a remote control by Sony.
1: Oh, the Walkman. They make the Walkman.
0: Right. Okay. Yep. Now, now, now I get what you're saying. No, they are. Uh, so MLB the Show 21 has been a, a the MLB the Show series has been Sony exclusive for a long time. I believe it is made mm-hmm. by Sony or like a development team. That is like a second-party studio or whatever you call it for Sony. Yeah, MLB Twenty One. Nothing on even the Olympics. Just Twenty One. Yep. Yep. Just the number Twenty One for the year mm. it comes out in, and it's got the decency to number its year after the actual year that it comes out.
1: Hmm. Um. <laughs> it came out,
0: and it came out on the Xbox as well for the first time, I believe. Yeah. Which was pretty weird. Uh, Because it's a Sony published game on an Xbox. Yep. It was free on Game Pass day one, and I believe that that has matched the number of people who've bought it on the PS5. That is four and five, maybe, maybe just yeah, right. But it has done very well there, matching the exact level. It seems so. It sold two million copies, but has had four million players. And it was released on PlayStation first, right?
2: Game Pass yeah, was not before Pierre Because, like, obviously, if they drop at the same time and it's on Game Pass, then you'd imagine that would skew even more heavily in favour of Game Pass. But there must have been some, a few months of ex- exclusivity, exclusivity, right? Yeah, yeah. for sure. I think.
0: don't think there was. I think what? it came out at the same time on both. Let me have a look here and make sure of that. But I'm pretty sure it just showed up for both. At the same time, I'm wow! Going to go double check you that not right now. Yeah, you better not be sucking our dicks over. Yeah, here. Yeah, no, twentieth of April. <laughs> wow! <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> uh, and it came out on everything at once: PS4, five, and Xbox One and Series X and S. So that's okay. Wow, for a Sony-developed thing. So if you were really in on baseball you'd already be in on PlayStation probably because this is yep. where what has been for a long time regarded as the best baseball game has been. Yeah. Uh, it just is a cool way of measuring how things perform on both platforms directly. Like that that information doesn't come out. Microsoft doesn't share how well the yeah. does and is pretty cagey about how the money works and all that sort of stuff. Same as but, Netflix, right? They don't really release ratings or anything like that. Right and this one because it's a sony thing they're like no nah, we don't care <laughs> fucking tell yeah. you yeah <laughs> <And> <laughs> it's the same which is really surprising to me and right uh, like b- based
2: on yeah literally what i just said what i assumed would have been the result it is is not the case people bought it on playstation they didn't get it quote unquote for free you know for a subscription price on game pass in a, in a rate well, any higher than I someone assume- paying
0: 70 bucks for it Yes, but I would assume that a lot of those sales came from people who already had a PS4 and didn't have any Xbox.
1: I think so- that's people not having an Xbox and they're into that series so they they've they've made their choice. They've got right. the one console mm. and they've got the PlayStation because they want to play this series and to me it's it's not I mean it's not it's not un good that that happened like it's not <laughs> it's not <laughs> i finally un- there were a word for un- i was i was gonna say uncool and then at the last minute i was like well i don't think it's cool or i don't think it's cool is the right metric to be using it's more it's like it's on there and it's like yeah a lot of people got it because they've heard about this series and it's probably the inverse is true where a lot of people mm. that have um xboxes because they're you know they've they've never cared too much about that franchise or the exclusives it's like oh let's Let's give this a try. I mean, when you consider the fact that you can just get anything on Game Pass to just download it and have a crack at it mm. just for the sake of it, mm. it's, it, it makes it a bit less, I guess, quantifiable of how much of a measure of success well, that really is for a game. But so yeah. here's the
0: thing. Those 2 million sales, so it sold 2 million and, and had 4 million players. Those 2 million sales are of every version. So that's mm-hmm. PS4, 5, and the actual buyable copies on the Xbox too. So out of all of the sold versions, that number has been matched by people who gave it a shot on Game Pass.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah.
0: So uh, the fact that, yeah, the PS4 has way... Like, still the high... Like, this was all in a thing about how well the PS5 is doing and it sold 10 million copies. Mm. The fact that the the PS4 would be the best-selling platform for that game, definitely. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. And then it would probably go... PS five and then the Xboxes would be my guess because why wouldn't you get it on Game Pass if you had yep. an Xbox? Yeah, uh, that's just interesting to me that it that it 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 is that much penetration of the market. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, what
1: would be interesting to know is how many people have Game Pass because then you can understand a bit more like what the percentage yeah. of people that I have feel access like to it and have decided to go in.
2: I feel like that number has been released. If you want to keep doing the research, Knox, I feel like the the total number of uh, Game Pass people it might have been like released at a you know end of last year or something. Like it's not been.
0: It's not constantly available. It's not on a chart. Hey, this is perfect. So the report is from as of the 20th of April 2021, which is the day that that game came out. Okay. So oh. on the day that MLB 2021 came out, uh, they had 23 million subscribers. So right, whatever percentage that is. Less like than 10? ten. Less than ten? Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. eight point seven five percent, something like that.
1: Well, wow, we're really doing some investigative journalism here. <laughs> Man, yeah. this is
0: crazy. Yeah, let's not <laughs> dig too deep into doing investigative journalism in the world of video games just at the moment, <laughs> because we can get real depressing and horrible real quick. <laughs> but uh I, I just find that interesting that there's a way of measuring that. Like this has happened mm. with Netflix sometimes as well, where it's been like, ah, oh, we found out we got yeah. it. Yeah. Um so yeah, it seems like Game Pass continues to work.
2: Yeah, yeah, but also physical sales or, you know, sales sales, right? Because even if of the 4 million... Sorry, even of the... Was it 2 million sales? 2
0: million million sales, 4 million players.
2: 2 million physical sales. Like, if 1 million of those is on the PS4, which it's reasonable to guess, maybe, um, given the PS4's dominance. I reckon, yeah. Like, that's a fuck ton of money. <laughs> like, yeah. that is, that's heaps for Sony. And then Sony get a cut of physical sales on Xbox and mm. and they would have been paid. We don't know this for sure, but, you know, all the stuff I've read and heard from developers is that you get paid a certain amount to have your game on Game Pass and then you get yes. tiny royalties or something like that. You, there's like yeah. um, milestones you have to hit, I think. that's this, I is still, this is also good for Sony. Sony is a game developer. Yeah. I... I
0: yeah, I, I still don't really get how Game Pass makes anyone money. I mean, no. like, it makes Microsoft money because you've got subscribers coming in. Mm. I guess if you're into baseball, MLB the show being on there is a big deal. If you've always had an Xbox mm-hmm. and been like, oh, man, I wish I could play that game. Which yeah. is not unreasonable because Xbox
2: is a great thing to own if you have Game Pass and EA Play. Yeah. EA Play? No, mm-hmm. what's it called? EA... Uh, yeah, is it... I, think... I think it's yeah. EA Play, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. you is get, that... like... Madden and FIFA, like you get all those EA games. If you're
1: into that stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it is a good hub for sports stuff. Yeah, Nobody I don't know. Yeah. Someone as well.
0: Someone else figure out the money stuff. Someone will do it. Someone will figure <laughs> <Yeah>. out exactly. <laughs> They're just uh, in their
1: Scrooge McDuck style with a big vault full of yeah. money. I'm like, how can we, how can we distribute this around? I yeah. just Don't know how to make it happen. Well, speaking of uh, Sony, yeah, Sony selling 10 million. PlayStation fives. Mm. So, speaking of uh, speaking of hardware coming out that uh, that I definitely would like to own the uh, the play date. Yes, uh, if you're listening to this hot off the presses, I think it'll be pre-orders will be going live. Very soon, very, very inconveniently, what did we mm. work out? It's 3 a.m. Melbourne time, and they're not yeah. going to cut you off, but when you pre-order mm. will determine when you get it. And I I want this fucking thing hot off the presses. I'm more into this than the Switch OLED, not that that's saying much. I'm more into it than the Steam Deck. <laughs> mm. I, I, I I, don't want to be getting up at 3 I don't want to set an alarm for 3 a.m. to Too pre-order bad. this damn thing. <laughs> Fuck, it's so annoying.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever, though. I mean, you can just... It's cool that the way – I guess it's cool that the way they're doing it is by putting you in a queue, but also that mm. who knows how long that queue is going to be. So maybe yeah, that I'm means you pay for go... something now and then you get it in 2023.
1: Mm. Yeah, I'm tempted to just go, I'll look at, you know, what's the big difference? I'll just get up at <laughs> 8, 7 or 8 in the morning, but that's enough hours that it's like – if th- this really reeks of something that's like – because we talked about that um, reveal trailer they did, it was so impressive that it really reeks of something that's going to end up being – way more popular than they're anticipating. Mm. I, can, I can see I can see it being a thing where the pre-order thing, you know, crashes as soon as it goes up and all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, just thought I'd put that in there if you're listening to this very quickly. And if you were interested in that when it got announced, um, yeah, set your alarm or, or, yeah, get ready to do whatever you've got to do in a few hours because, um, mm. yeah, it'll be going live very shortly. Well, yeah, we all
2: thing. got up... Did we all get up? Well, I think I was getting up because I had work, but we all got up super early and got – that's why we have PS5s. We, did, we didn't We did just be like, oh, I'm sure, you know, if we jump on at lunchtime we'll be able to get one. It's not like they're going to sell out. You know, we all got it at like 9 a.m. as soon as it was no, available. No, I was,
1: I was a little late. I oh, were you got, a little late? Yeah, I, I... –
2: Oh, what happened was that some stores had not – like it was sort of staggered, right? Because like I Knox and I did, we both get
0: EB games. We uh, we were watching at the time when the announcement video was going up, and it was just on early, right? And so right. and they happened to be like, oh yeah, and you can start pre orders will go up soon. It was yeah. it was a mess. Everything is a bit of a mess at the moment for pre order stuff. Like video cards are still a nightmare. Yeah, but whatever. It's just objects you can't take them with you. I think you can. A Playdate's like- portable. Nah. It's a little yeah. mobile console. Not allowed.
1: What? I think I got on Amazon, but they were like not guaranteeing it or something weird right. like that. I think was what it ended up being. Cause I, yeah, I watched the presentation like an hour after it had been on and mm. was like, oh, great. Okay. I'll get on and pre order this now. And it was like already too late for, yeah, right. Like J.B. For,
0: yeah. These consoles are going to keep selling well for a long time. Cause if they've, if they're both Microsoft and Sony been like, these are the fastest selling things we've ever done by a mile. Yeah. yeah. And you still see, heaps more people than seem to have them be like, we can't get them. Mm. Yep. Yep. Which is nuts. You know what you can get is a little bit of hygiene <laughs> for your face and your body, mainly your body.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, not mainly. Well, I guess it depends what your preference is. I like to keep my ears and nose uh,
0: very well trimmed, but my anus
2: <laughs> I let flourish.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you, I'm, I was kind of just talking in terms of surface area. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. We're not
1: doing. We're not going. We're not going cavities quite yet, are we?
0: <laughs> I don't know what we're doing with uh, with manscaped. Well, let me tell you
2: this, boys. And you don't. I don't actually don't need to because I know that you know that the Olympics are happening. We all mm. know the Olympics are on because we mentioned it earlier. But you know what else is on? A bunch of other shit. The the Euros happened. Uh, in the northern hemisphere, it's beautiful summer. Down south, it's beautiful winter, mm. and. You know what is not beautiful? A wild, hairy bush of pubes.
1: Depends oh, who you yes. ask, but <laughs> true. You know,
0: everyone has their preference. You know what's going to behold bacteria more? Mm. A little petri dish, <laughs> but also, also pubes, possibly. Well, if you
2: ask me, you should tame that hairy bush with the help of our friends at Manscaped. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Their third-generation performance package—that means it's gotten better with each generation. Um, unlike the
0: royal family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's not always necessarily the trend.
2: <laughs> but with technology, quite frequently it is. You iterate, you tech. improve.
1: Yeah, tech generally. Mm. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, and if it look, here's a, a rhetorical question for you: If an athlete treats their body like royalty, wow, that was. I didn't know that was in the copy (laughs) when I made that. uh, Okay, if an athlete treats their body like royalty, why not treat your pubes like Olympic gold?
1: Mm, Okay. Okay. I love shaving my (laughs) medals. Put them around your neck? (laughs) Never be able to get them? (laughs) (laughs) I guess.
2: (laughs) Uh, But fellas... Boys, do right by your balls and join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. That's as many men as bought MLB The Show physically, unless some women bought MLB The Show physically.
0: Which you would assume, and also you can, you know, women have pubes, so that's the other thing. Yeah, this is
2: this is called Manscaped, but it also is called Womanscaped. Well, it isn't.
0: (laughs) No, I scratched
2: the W and O onto my
0: (laughs) razor. Their their positioning statement doesn't necessarily dictate how you have to use the product. Sure, if it's
2: just a good razor, electric razor, then fuck, anyone can use it. Um, But yes, you can dive in on the Manscaped experience by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping when you get the performance package by using the code FILTHY. Filthy sounds like it would be the opposite of what you want when you use a manscaped product, and it is. Mm. So, we apologise for that confusion.
1: Well, that's how you remember <laughs> the code. You you think about right, yeah, what yeah. it looks like down there, and you and type it in. You type that in. Yeah. So the
0: use the code you know. gorgeous today to get twenty percent off. No, do use filthy, and <laughs> you get twenty percent Use 20% the code micro. <laughs> yeah, I use the code WTF because
1: I'm a fan
2: <laughs> of Marin. But uh, yeah, Manscaped.com, 20% off free shipping. It's a crazy deal when a lot of people are sort of uh, hesitant to leave the house uh, around the world at this time for good reason. Yep. Free shipping um, by itself is sick and 20% off even better. So Manscaped.com, code a filthy. Speaking of good deals,
0: um, the... Th- th- the $30 I spent on Death's Door is some of the best money I've spent on a game in a long time.
1: Oh, Whoa. now that is big wow. pull point right out yeah. of the gates <laughs> of the review.
2: He's whipped out his manscaped balls and laid <laughs> them on the table here. <laughs> gunk, gunk. That's um, a big
0: that's a big call. Interesting. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving. So I think we've all played at least a bit of this. I've finished yeah. the main part of it and I'm doing the the extra stuff now after it finishes, which is great. Yeah. Uh, it's called Death's Door. Once again, it's out on Xbox uh, Series S and X and on the PC and mm. I fucking love it.
1: Yeah, I'm about six hours in. I think it's fair to say that this was uh, not on really any of our radars until like last week. I mm. certainly didn't know really anything about the. You know, I hadn't seen it. I don't know if this got shown at E3 or anything, but I hadn't... I hadn't seen any pre-release stuff. And to be honest, even if I had it, it to me, it, it was like the hearing the glowing stuff about it really was what made me interested. Yes. Friend of the show, Andrew Levins, uh, mm. got it an advanced copy of it and was raving about it. And I think if I had have just gone on how it looked, I might have been a bit put off because it looks a bit, it sort of looks like it's going to be a, a rogue light or a um, or just one of those like over-the-top kind of very punishing grueling kind of games and it's not either of those things at all. Well,
0: and even the actual pitch is not unique. It's it's kind of a Zelda game. Yeah. Mm. And it's it's sort of a Metroidvania type of thing. It is a isometric uh, puzzly, combaty top-downy kind of game. It is not yeah. unique in the world of indie games, but it is just doing it really really fucking well. Have so are you are you particularly firing, in Ben? I'm 2 hours
2: in. I'm into uh this is uh, I, it's not really a spoiler. I'm in
0: the mansion. I'm inside yeah. okay. the mansion. So,
1: okay.
2: So
0: yeah, you're, you're
1: in the you're in the guts of it, kind of.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're just you're you're dipping your toe in the f- in in the real bits of it now.
2: Yeah, because it seems like yeah. I don't want to. I don't know. I don't know how much you can spoil it, but um, Let's it's sort of similar it, yeah. to to Resident Evil Eight of like a bunch of areas you go to. The story is extremely vague itself, so that's why I feel like it's it's. I don't want to spoil the things that happen, but there's not much of a narrative. It feels like to spoil.
0: There is by the end. I think right. by th- by the end of the game, I came to really enjoy what it was doing with the story. That it, yeah, it it builds it over time. Um, the it is a lot like a Resident Evil eight or any, any game like that. That kind of structure, mm. like a Zelda game again, where you are going to different areas and going to find new items to give you different abilities to get through different types of doors.
2: What basically. was the That Zelda game that was remastered and it was um, one of these top down ones, Link's Awakening. So that I played all the way through to the end when it came out a few years ago now. And um, yeah, having not played any other Zelda games except for like the first one for half an hour, it feels like that. It feels like that reskinned almost. Um, It's. I don't think you need to say Metroidvania, right? Because this is what Zelda's always been. It's like you go to one area and there's like, oh, there's a wall there made up of like big boulders. And you're like, oh, I can't seem to break that or get through. And then you come back when you got the boulder breaker and you smash down there and you go to the new area. It's that exact sort of formula.
0: Yeah, it is. Just because it's like this sort of style of indie game and uh, to towards the back end, it starts doing more of the like okay now try and figure out this environmental puzzle like it Mm. it is i really like the way that it's put together in that it has this main thrust and this main sort of story that you kind of go through and then it really does a good job of tacking on the not tacking on of incorporating the opposite incorporating Mm. the (laughs) extra stuff into the sort of post-game thing which is the bit i'm doing now which i'm really enjoying and right i just i i core through this and ate it up i really really enjoyed the combat which is simple but kind of difficult at points and it builds layers and layers of uh, abilities onto it as you go through so it gets a little more complex yeah. and uh, throws more and more difficult enemies at you as you go on it just it, it feels really satisfying with a cool look and uh, fucking fantastic music
1: yeah, it feels to me like it, the people making it really have a, a deep, deep love for those classic Zelda's. Mm. But their big takeaway was that the combat in Zelda games is always quite simple. It's just like you swing your sword, especially in those top-down ones. Mm. You swing your sword and that's it. So they went, "What if you had a game that is uh, that? Yeah, that that puts more of an emphasis on the combat and the um, actually having to have like." yeah a bit more skill and a bit more tools at your disposal um, mixed with these yeah these very very intricate dungeons which when you first yeah. get into them seem very overwhelming and then you start to piece it together and you come out of a little door and you're in the you know you know you're in the bit that was locked that you could see earlier and you start to get an overall sense of how it all kind of fits in it's just yeah. that that mechanic for me is like some of my favorite stuff in any game so yeah I'm the same as you Adam I just almost pretty immediately like gobbled this gobbled it right up
0: <laughs> yeah because it's not the combat isn't crazy uh elaborate like it's basically zelda combat but you got a roll, and so mm. like the enemies are yeah. a little more a little more aggressive and you got like a dark souls role but it right. works really well and it's super fucking satisfying and the more the further and further into it and the more complex the combat challenges get um i, I just never hit a point where i wasn't enjoying that
1: yeah i sorry when i say more intricate it it, it- yeah, it feels more that the the uh, the enemies that you're taking on because there's a in, in terms of like the bosses are very interestingly designed and and the I've only done one of them but they you know it was pretty tough took me quite a few goes to beat it but even just like the range of enemies that you just meet in the that you come across in the dungeons and stuff. There's, like, a lot of different types of them that have yeah. a lot of different attacks and intricacies that you kind of have to learn, which, again, you sort of don't really get in the Zelda games as much, I don't feel like, Not in to the this older degree, ones. Not to this sure. extent. So it's, like, that's really satisfying where you start to learn, like, oh, right, okay, this one's going to, when it sees me, it's going to roll at me, and but then it knocks itself out and I can, you know, go in and cut loose on it. All that and kind I think of stuff.
0: that is the satisfying thing that this game does really well with with every aspect of it is that it's about learning like there's not a map for any of the uh areas at all so you are learning how they're put together by actually physically moving around them and it can be a little disorienting and confusing early on but the feeling of going oh shit i know where i am now i've got to move over here and then i i know where this thing that i couldn't get past before is it's really it's really cool and the levels are designed well enough that they have that sense of um, uh, overwhelming making making you feel lost when you're first there and then yep. it you you're able to piece it together by the time you've been there for a while
1: yeah cool. and you do like you you'll die and then you so just to give a very broad uh strokes description of what's actually happening in the game you're a you're a reaper who's traveling around trying a to find little magpie salts. crow guy little crow mm. slash reaper um and yeah so you have this you have these doors that are dotted throughout the levels that will take you back to this kind of hub and so every time you die you reset at the last door that you found. So so like quite often if you're dying like in a dungeon or as you're making your way through the kind of world to get to the dungeon you then will have to yeah work your way back to where you were. Like mm. so you yeah you get to learn the terrain very well just even through doing that. So it does have a bit of that sort of rogue y thing of the of the like reset and the start again, but it's not you know it's obviously it's not procedurally generated or anything like that but no. it's very well designed and the and the yeah the whole the the tone and the aesthetic is cool it's a it's a weird little idea that you're a that you're a you're a reaper and all the reapers in this world are crows and yeah i i I really like the whole the kind of the weird sort of setup of it and the weird vibe of it and the tone and it yeah, does I, dig further, I really, further into it as you go
2: I, I did not like this game at all i don't i disagree about just about everything that both of you guys <laughs> have said i really find the music annoying i hate that there's no map i constantly get lost um the backtracking is frustrating i wish there were more checkpoints i i constantly die i find there's only four health points so it's just four hits and you die um, yep. the health, the healing is really, um, sporadic. There's just like, you pick up one thing, uh, an item as you're going around and then there'll be these permanently located like pots where you go, put the item in and then heal. But yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty spaced out. Um, I think it's the backtracking that's really annoying me the most, but yeah, I think like start the start of the game is like you dropped right in, like there's absolutely no explanation. Right. And then, yeah, I don't feel like the, 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 the call to arms or the call to adventure is particularly um, engaging. I think because the Raven or the Crow, whatever, has no personality. Um, but yeah, I, I just feel like I have nothing to hang on to with this game. It's, I feel sort of lost constantly. And um, the combat, like I've played, uh, people have compared it a bit to Hades, um, but it's probably closer to Bastion, the previous game by yeah. by those guys, where yeah, attack and slash, isometric, and you do have a dodge roll. I think in Bastion, but um, there's sort of a, a moment after you roll where you're vulnerable and you you're not quite back up to speed yet. So it's it is you know like a Dark Souls or something like that where it's about timing and hitting and not being impatient. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like the levels are pretty empty feeling. The yeah, the story. It's, this just doesn't feel like this really strong, really cohesive, driving, you know, point of view uh, at this point. And yeah, like I said, I'm probably what a quarter of the way through. If I'm if I'm barreling less. through the story,
0: probably less.
2: Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just uh, it's just not
0: clicking for me at all in in basically any respect. <laughs> I definitely wasn't as locked in on it as I am now like it it takes a while in the way that these games do sometimes but i do agree that it's kind of to the game's detriment early on um that it it takes a while for you to be um in it enough or like good enough at the combat and and uh um sort of familiar enough with the world and the the your abilities within it to Get the most out of this game Like it definitely is revealing itself It's taking its time Yeah mm. it does
1: a few kind of different sort of steps Of like it drops you in And you're sort of doing a thing And you go okay I guess this is the game And then mm. it pulls the rug out from under you And it sort of does that a few times That it took me I think it's really only like until Halfway through the bit that you're up to Ben Where, I, where it really started to gel for me and i really felt comfortable in it and went okay i don't think it's going to pull the rug from under me again i think i'm actually right. i think i'm actually in the game proper now like it does spend yeah. the first maybe 90 minutes like sort of it feels like the carrot is always just kind of moving where you're like okay so is this what i'm doing now is this yeah. the, is this what it's it like, is like
2: what is the point i think that's what i'm not getting is like what is the point like there's a bit there's sort of an intro bit and then a bit of a surprising bit and then you're sort of dropped into a level and it was like, there's no map. There's no quest marker. There's yeah. n- The character I'm playing is not a character. You know, they are uh, they're, they don't speak. They don't have a personality. They're just a, a crow. I was like, what? Like, why, why am I playing this game? And initially like it's probably like, oh, maybe you like this kind of combat. But that wasn't really gelling. And I was just like, okay, I guess I'll just keep playing to see how far I can get. You know, like that. But that's, yeah, again, where I'm up to in the game.
1: Yeah, the the checkpoint things, I will say, they become a lot more um, generously spaced out. Because, again, in that early bit, it's like they're – yeah, they're very sporadic because, again, it's about to pull the rug out from under you again. So it's like you're not really in the game proper. Like I have found that the bit that I'm into now, like the second world, it's they're becoming a lot more kind of spaced out. And I do – to explain a bit better how that works, yeah, you, you mm-hmm. pick up a, a – not better, sorry, I mean just a bit more detailed. Like you you find these seeds – that you to get to regenerate health you have to plant them in a planter box. So that that creates a thing where Yeah, do you do, you know, do you use this now or do you hold on to it? Like I, I kinda like that as a as a change of pace from the approach of just you find this pickup and now you've got your full health back. Like mm. you find the pickup, but then you've got to also find the like the second thing to kind of plant it in and be strategic about it. Right. And then when you use it it's it's done, but then if you die it regenerates so if you're back in that area and you're having a tough fight or whatever it's now there and you can you can use it again you've now planted a little tree that'll kind of respawn every time you die
0: and mm. i think as as you get used to the combat and get more abilities and get stronger by like you're you're finding these they, they're literally called souls mm. and you're upgrading your abilities by using them you uh, you know it, that that stuff does become more and more satisfying or it did for me because um, yeah j- I, I think that it does take a while for it to to, to properly um, show itself for uh, all of the positives that this game does have like as in terms of the structure of it at the at least like i think that if you find the music annoying now then it's you're not going to like it but I, I, and i
1: will say that is that is easily my least favorite thing about the game i really for my tastes i i don't like the music mm. at all i'm not saying it's bad it's it's competently yeah, right. done it's just for my tastes it's just a bit like it's a bit. I don't know. I, I've been trying to think all week for mm. the word I'd use for it's twee or it's like it's just it's it's, yeah. it's not it's not a quality thing. It's just it's just absolutely not to my tastes. That I sort think of it's, twinkly pianoy kind of stuff. It just doesn't. It it just doesn't. It just doesn't work for me. I think it's mm. very competently done, and I don't necessarily think it's bad. And it doesn't not match the tone. It's just it's just not to my taste. With
0: the boss fights, especially, I think it does. It's doing like very sort of. Classic video gamey type of music, but, you know, orchestrated and whatever. And it has some stuff it does with timing that I think is mm-hmm. really cool. Um, but, yeah, obviously that's a subjective thing. I do think the visuals, they look nice, but it, they're, like, pretty... Uh, they're not as full of personality as I think the game treats them like they are if that makes sense yeah
1: Mm. i think the boss designs are cool like the boss designs Designs are great because they're so big and they and again this isn't really a spoiler but there'll be a thing where you're you're in the area that you're in the boss character will kind of uh kind of keep showing up and sort of talking to you which is kind of a nice like i like the kind of foreshadowing thing of that where they'll kind of like poke out of a window and be like get the fuck out of here or whatever (laughs) and they've got this kind of neat sort of Ghibliish designs right but they're far and away like they look great but then everything else is again for my taste it's a it's a it's verging on it it's a little generic it's a little yeah. kind of lacking in flair whereas I don't know, the, the bosses are so kind of creative and interesting
0: i don't know what it is about it but I, the whole time i've been playing it it feels like this is like a GameCube game that didn't do well at the time yeah. that has a remaster now. I don't know why mm. it's specifically a GameCube game, but that what is what it feels like. It's like some old uh, 2003 GameCube game.
1: No, I have that same feeling about it. It's like, yeah, niche uh, kind of cult classic from back in the day that like, you know, maybe it was, you know, every like fourth video store had like one copy right. of it for rental and yeah. most people would look at it on the shelves and go, I'm not rolling the dice on that. But then and you, if know, you, you play had it one a- friend who borrowed it and went, this is fucking actually pretty cool.
0: Um, if you play it for a couple of hours, you might not be that into it because like I did, it was clicking with me enough that like, I guess I felt that slow burn happening and was going along with it. Right,
2: yeah. And I guess also because, yeah, like I said before, the only only Zelda game of this kind I played was was a remaster of one that I played a couple of years ago. Right. And it was cool, but I think I bought in because it was a Zelda game and everyone said it was great. And right. I gave it, you know, that... I gave it, yeah, some space to to breathe. And I gave it a lot of time and, and energy and I ended up really, really loving it a lot. Mm. Um. So I don't necessarily have, like, years of... Loving this kind of game to be like, yeah, I'll see where this goes. Sure, I yeah, guess you're not the target for it.
1: Who's like, wouldn't mm. it be great if they made another like classic top right. down dungeony Zelda? Which, which, right. yeah, I was actually just you know I was thinking about Links Awakening last month and was like, oh, maybe I should go in on one of the old like. Game Boy ones that I never played or the Game Boy Color ones or and then this comes along and it's like this is absolutely the itch that I wanted scratched like this is yeah this is doing all that shit that I was looking to looking to play last well, month so
0: because also having like I think I've played every Zelda game like I love those right. games and uh it means that with something like this I can see that structure forming mm. so it's easier for me to Wait for it to pay off, which it does. I really think that the 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 payoff of this game, all the little secrets that you you know slowly realize were there the whole time, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this game does that stuff really well. Like I'm enjoying. Fin- I'm going to probably do all of it. Like I'm I'm enjoying that, but it means I have that. Uh, I I I know that that's coming. Maybe a little more easily. Because right, you I've have seen more patience for it. Yeah, yeah. Because like, that think- da, da 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 everyone enjoys that. But if you just did, that <laughs> da, da da then you're like, who cares? But if you know, da-da-da-da, <laughs> yeah. da da is coming, then you're going to wait for that trombone to finish its shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think that I... um Yeah, like you said, Tommy,
2: I'm not... I don't like... I'm not someone who identifies as liking this kind of game. I just happen to like that one Zelda game that I played recently. Yeah, and Breath um, of the Wild, but that's and different. Breath of the Wild, that's yeah, and you know there are too, there are mechanical things that are you know very similar in in Death and like you know I like how it, where it sets up very simple, you know, where I'm up to like puzzles of like shoot the arrow through the fire and shit like that, and be like, okay, yeah. I see that this will probably escalate at some point, and oh, there's like a million fires that look like they could be lit well is this going to you know and so i like all of that stuff um in the other game of this type that i played but it's yeah i don't know i love the aesthetic of the of links awakening and i don't like the aesthetic of this i think yeah it's a little it lacks flair it, it lacks polish, which I also heard. This was a tiny team that made this. People keep saying two yeah. people, but other people keep saying, "What about all of the other contractors they hired?" So it's like there, a It's small more than two people, team. but it's like it's, two yeah.
0: main main people. Yeah, yeah. but
2: and yeah. so w- yeah, with that in mind, it's impressive. But without without that in mind, I there is yeah, a, like the menus and the yeah, some things are a little like oh that that's pretty. Bare bones, but yeah, it's. I don't think it's even the menus or the. It's yeah, bits of it are a bit crude, (laughs) but it's it's also like
1: it's it's cool that like in terms of like setting up the world, they have kind of gone for it with this weird like, I you know personal um because again it's like if it was, if I had the choice of playing uh you know this or a a, like a you know this with a Zelda skin on it would be you know heaven because it's Mm -hmm. like that that style is definitely like still my preferred kind of vibe and tone like this hasn't like you know taken over that for me but I also think it's cool that they sort of went for it and had this weird idea of like yeah you're you're the Grim Reaper but he's also a crow like rather than just be like oh we've made him a little adventurer and he's a Mm. you know he's a little blonde boy who lives in the woods like they've sort of gone okay well we can't just we're using this kind of template for the, the gameplay we can't just you know have it set in a you know, have him be a magical fantasy guy who's right. hunting a dragon or whatever. Like, let's try and come up with something that's a bit, you know, that's like a bit offbeat and a bit sort of weird. And I, you know, I like the fact that they've they've at least had a go at. But then the environments themselves end up being, yeah, kind of a, l-
0: a little. But I do also think that that stuff is good in this. I don't think it's bad, the the way it looks. I think that it does a good job, but it's not like gonna match something that is. Made with a bigger yeah. budget and a bigger scope But I, I don't think it looks bad And I don't think the uh, art style Or like what they do with it There's some inventive stuff it does Especially later on with how it looks um, You know, not crazy over the top But cool stuff And uh, yeah, I, I, it just didn't bother me I, I liked the music And I, and I, the graphics are good Oh, yeah. technically
2: it's all fine And technically it's great But yeah, we're talking stylistically
0: No, I, and I mean that That is good I think the style is still good.
2: Yeah.
1: I think there's, yeah, well, yeah I think there's another. like enough in like the characters that you meet as well. Like you meet these sort of like NPCs along the way that kind of chat to you. And some of them are some of them are kind of interesting and weird. It's got, I mean, it does, yeah. That's not to say that it's all blah. There's bits of it that I wish it went as hard in those areas as it does in the other areas. Like I really like that when you die, it comes up with the the way that it comes up with mm. like death in this kind of like big block of text where it's like the screen is kind of cut out. Like stylistically, I think that looks really cool and that's that's really well done and doesn't just like fade and reset you. Like it's got these like really – it does have a bunch of really nice little touches in it. I also like the way your magic uh, recharges is a, yeah. is a nice little mechanic that we haven't talked about yet. So you have four – uh, little slots of magic that you can use and the way that you recharge them is you by using these, your You upgrade the,
0: the health and the magic as you go, by the way. Oh, ah, right, right. out You get these little things. That and I'm
2: your ready. speed, right? And something else.
0: And your speed. But, like, you find um, things in the world that give you... They're like heart pieces in Zelda. That give you more... Right. But, but yes, yeah, the way that you
1: recharge them is by using your melee attacks. So... Yeah, so you can't just hang back in battles and shoot fire at at some, You can do that a few times, but then if you want to recharge it, you're gonna have to get up close and take some risks and take some shots at them at actual close range. And it's 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 a it's a nice little interplay. It's a yeah. nice little dynamic in yeah, it. that is a smart. B- bosses will have little Mechanic. bits where they're you know they're they're giving you a little in where they're a bit kind of um, immobile, so you can get up and you can get close and you can get yourself ready for taken some ranged attacks because it's going to be throwing ranged attacks at you. It's like all the design yeah. of that stuff is yeah, is really well done. Well,
0: um, we got we got all three views here. I love it. Ben mm. doesn't like it. Tommy seems to be somewhere in the middle.
1: Mm. No, I love it. I'm I'm only what? I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> No, I am loving it. I genuinely do love it. I'm only being uh, I'm just I'm it's like there's certain bits of the aesthetic that um that aren't 100% to my taste, but it speaks to the quality of all the rest of it that that's not... You know, it's not really bothering me. I'm just bringing it up for the sake of, you know... Yeah, sure. Giving mm, a, giving that's a interesting because... That's my taste, but it's <laughs> no, it hasn't put me off at all.
2: It's interesting because I think, like, my the on, the only things about it that I feel strongly negative about are the aesthetic and stylistic things, which I feel like for a game like this are the only reasons that you latch on or don't. Because it's like, yeah, mechanically, there have been a bunch of games similar to it. So it's interesting that, yeah, you're like, no, I like playing it. I'm just not overly taken by how it looks and sounds.
0: I think the way that it plays is uh, towards the upper end of what games that are of this style have done. Yeah. For sure. And I
1: think I'm more like, yeah, when when we talked at the start about like seeing it in pictures and stuff probably wouldn't have won me over. It sort of didn't really. And it's like when I think about those elements of it that, Aren't a hundred percent to my tastes. When I'm not playing it, I can be, you know, critical about them. But then once I'm in it and I'm actually playing it, I'm loving all that stuff. Like it's, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I'm once I'm in, I'm yeah, I, I love the thrust of the the story. And I I, I and again, this is a I think this is a very deliberate stylistic thing based on what they're, you know, the kind of game that they're trying to mirror. But him. Him being a mute character who doesn't have any personality, I mean, that's generally Link in those Mm, early games. Like, he doesn't speak or do anything. So, I think they've deliberately tried to make him that. And I like him as a little character. that's not
0: putting me off at all.
1: yeah, Yeah, I do like all that stuff. It's just more when I think about the sort of art styles that I like more when I'm away from it, I... I can, I can think. Oh, yeah, I'll probably do like that sort of stuff a bit more. But yeah, really? when I'm in it, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking absolutely loving it. And again, if you, if you've liked any of the classic Zeldas, I mean, Breath of the Wild doesn't really do it, but like all the other ones, if you've liked those kinds of dungeons, I think this is a. Mm. If you have access to it, if you have a PC or a um, uh, Xbox, then it's a, it's a, it's a no-brainer. You got to check this one out. And it's, I think it's, it's gaining a bit of momentum, but I haven't really seen it get too much. Um, you know it's gotten good reviews and everything, but I haven't seen it talked about heaps yeah. out there. So um, I, th-
0: I think it's great.
2: And they got uh, I think a hundred thousand sales in the first week or so. So it's right. doing it's doing
0: well for them, which is great. Uh, it is great. The game is great, and you know who else is great? <laughs> uh, the Chronicle. Well, not who, but the Chronicles <laughs> of a of an Ace Attorney would be great. Ah <laughs> uh-huh. oh, uh-huh. yes. Um, we, I definitely haven't played very as anywhere near as much of uh, The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles which is a mm. uh, Switch and PC I don't know what and it's PS out of and PS4, and PS4 yeah. uh, a compilation of two Ace Attorney games that only ever came out in Japan until now this yep. is the first time they've been translated and they are set in like mid 19th century Japan with like uh, a really cool, like, um, interesting time period and place that you don't see represented much, and they are Ace Attorney games up and down and in and out and through and through.
1: Yep. If I never, never played... Uh, I played a little bit of uh, one of them on the the um, collection that came out on the Switch, what, like, two years ago or something. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I'm two hours into this one, and, yeah, it's it's... It's, if you've if you've liked that kind of game before or even if you had, I think this is a fine jumping off point. It's a great like, one, I, yeah. Yeah, Ooh. I don't have that. I don't have like a deep, deep attachment to it. So I'm going in, you know, relatively blind to it and it, it still sets you up. It tells you, you know, everything that you need to know about how to play the game pretty yeah. early on. It doesn't like assume that you know everything and about s- these games.
0: If you've never played one, the Ace Attorney games are basically you're, you're playing a lawyer and you are going through and investigating these cases that you get by looking around rooms and finding evidence and then presenting that evidence in the right time of the trial is basically it it's like a little adventure game it's pretty set on the way that you do that there's not a lot of you you know you're you're figuring stuff out and trying to use logic to figure out what you need to do but there is a thing you need to do and the yeah. game will not let you do much else. So hmm. they're very linear in that way, kind of visual novel style of thing, a lot like the Famicom Detective Club games that we talked about a few weeks ago.
1: Yeah, you're not ever like moving around in an environment or anything like that. You're watching a story play out and I- if it's not time for something to happen in that story in the courtroom yet, like you won't be able to bring it up. It kind right. of Yeah. And it's you to like
2: you're you're in these sort of static, you know, 2D rooms. And it's like at certain points of the game, it'll be like, okay, you can go from this room to this room or, you know, this building to this building to this building and you're trying to figure out blah, or you're trying to um, get extra information to help you figure out blah. So why don't you go look in the office? And then you look in a few things in the office and you read a couple of documents and then you go back and talk to someone and then they're like, ah, you, you read the thing. Well, here's like, it just sort of, yeah, it's a real classic sort of um
0: detective visually, novely sort of unfolding of information like that. Yeah, and then you present it all in the court at the right time. You go, "Hey, fuck you! I've got this bit of evidence. How about mm, that? You didn't see yep. that coming, motherfucker!" And some cool music plays, and it looks fun, and uh, it, they're just they're enjoyable games. They're, I think these are great. Uh, this this is a fantastic jumping in point because the setting is so unique and cool. Uh, in my opinion this like yeah japan's just kind of opened its borders to the world they're joining the global community in the mm. 1800s and they're kind of figuring out how to bring their legal system in line with the rest of the world like they're they're yeah. figuring out law in this new world kind of way as mm. they go so it's an exciting time to be a, a cartoon lawyer
1: <laughs> yeah the yeah, cases and are very uh, fun. The
0: characters are well written and enjoyable.
1: Yeah, the yeah the the cases are yeah they're all interesting. They're, it's a good, especially if you get it on the Switch. It's like a really good like play in bed, like do it in the space of time where you'd read a book before bed. Because right. for a lot of it, you are yeah you are reading, and then you you know you're having to make a little decision here and there but you do especially in the beginning of it you spend a lot of time going through blocks of text so you've got to you if you you know yeah if you block out some time to kind of sit and just kind of just kind of take this in like don't don't chuck it on if you want to like run around and do a couple of levels mm. for 15 minutes and then put it down like just really settle in and treat it like you're chucking on a TV show or reading a book or watching a movie or whatever yeah, um, yeah they're great they're great end of the day just kind of unwind and watch a bit more of the story unfold
0: and well done Uh, remasters as well they've got like these kind of 3d animated characters i don't know if this was in the original i don't know what time span the original ones of these two uh in this era came out but uh it from someone who's only ever played like the older ds games which were then remakes of gba games it was all sort of 2d sprites and stuff like that and seeing that translated into like these 3d models that move as though they are 2d animated kind of if that makes sense uh it's a cool look and the writing is great because that's really all there is to the writing there's a bit of there's a to the game is the writing there's a bit of mm. music and cool visuals but you are this game is living or dying by whether or not the case it's written for you is an interesting little murder yeah. mystery and it is
1: Mm. The animations are great and yeah the the yeah there's so much personality in all the in all the different things that come in. There's a bit early on where there's someone in the courtroom who is a British lady who doesn't speak Japanese and they do a really nice thing where she starts speaking to the court and the little block of text that comes up is like fake English and does like a really nice thing where you go wow those do look like English characters but what oh. someone who but what someone who can't read English would think right. when they're looking at it's it's really nicely done. It's like just having this like squiggly you see like the little loops of the top of a lowercase yeah. A, but they're all kind of like, Oh, that's cool, that's a neat little that's mm. a neat little trick. And it's like everyone in the courtroom going what the fuck is she saying? We don't speak English. It's like, can't. I'm reading it right now. You do speak English. You're speaking it to each other right now. Get your head out of your ass and solve this case, or you go in a jail. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good game. I haven't
2: played. I haven't played this one yet, but I played yeah that collection that came out a couple of years ago, and fucking loved it. Really, really fun kind of game, and it sounds like this is uh, yeah no exception.
0: It's exactly those sorts of games, but if you've never played one before, it's a good entry point because it's not like it's tied in with all the others because it's set in this completely different time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, we'd better wrap it up for another week here on Filthy Ooh, Casuals. Yeah. Thank you very much for joining us. Head to filthycasuals.com.au. Get onto the Patreon. You can get a bonus episode every week of our sister show, Nintendo 69, <laughs> where we talk about uh, pop culture stuff that's not video games. We talk about movies, yeah. we talk about TV shows, uh, yeah, sometimes we just riff up a storm for half an mm-hmm, hour or an mm-hmm. hour or however long we feel like. It's, uh, yeah, they're always a lot of fun, a lot of fans of that out there. So get on and get yourself that. You can also get bonus access to some of the YouTube videos that we do. Uh, head to the YouTube channel and see all the stuff we've done so far. Head to the band camp. You can get the premium oh, yeah. episodes that we've done in the past. Um,
2: yeah, if you go to filtercasuals.com.au and just scroll down a bit on our homepage, there is a little thing about. Our live show in October, which is going ahead as planned, in beautiful Melbourne. Uh, yeah, just hit the buy now link there, get some tickets. At uh, yeah, we'll be doing it at Comedy Republic on yeah. Burke Street, in the heart of Melbourne, That's uh, in it. a nice, nice big professional comedy theatre. So um, yeah, come on down to that. The last show that we did uh, during Comedy Festival was super, super fun. We love seeing you people. Uh, Love having a drink with you. Love making you laugh and talking about video games. So, yeah, filthycasuals.com.au for
0: that as well.
1: Yeah, check all that out, guys. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals.
0: In the British version of Death Store, the Grim Reaper is called the Tim Reaper. <laughs> Did you know that? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.